Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 96, Green Healing Show. How to Restore Energy and Mental Focus with Dr. Rita Mari Lascalzo, founder of the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. You know, I'm so happy and very excited. Uh, finally, um, we have summer here in Toronto. And hello, everyone. Green Healing Show, another beautiful day with Dr. Rita Mary Lascalso. And she's a founder of Institute of uh, Nutritional Endocrinology. And uh, she's also, she has a long history. I really uh, wish... Uh, she introduced herself to you. Uh, welcome to my show, Rita. So welcome. I'm very excited to be here. So thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, I actually read your bio. I'm very, very excited. You have a great background. Uh, you are an um, occupational therapist. And then uh, no. again, not doctor of <laughs> doctor okay. of chiropractic oh chiropractic oh sorry and doctor of chiropractic yeah and then you've been uh, in functional medicine for a while and now you have your own institute which is great and uh, and you are an author which uh, i can see your book at the back <laughs> uh, so tell me about yourself so how did you end up to be a functional medicine and how did you start your journey? Did you have your healing journey or? Okay. Okay. Tell me yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, like so many people in functional medicine, we have our own healing crisis. And I, I, I feel very lucky that I had a healing crisis in my mid twenties because a lot of people don't have those healing crises until much later. And there's just a lot a lot more you can do the younger you are. But I, I was frustrated. I was frustrated that I couldn't get help. I'd been to, you know, a sinus doctor, ENTs. I'd been to doctors about the headaches, neurologists. I'd been to gastroenterologists about my stomach. I had all these problems and nobody could tell me nothing's wrong with you. And I was frustrated and I was like, could I finally said, could it be my diet? Because I'd had a history of, you know, not being on a very good diet of, being always very concerned about my weight. And so if I gained a few pounds, I'd go on whatever the latest crash diet was. And um, I was struggling. I was struggling with headaches and sinus problems and gut problems that every time I ate, I'd double over in pain and they thought it was an ulcer. And I finally, one day in the gastroenterologist's office, when they said, we have good news for you. There's nothing, you know, you don't have an ulcer, it's good. And I'm like, oh, yay, great. What's wrong with me? And what can I do? And they said, well, we don't know. Just keep taking the ulcer medication. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And <laughs> how, uh, before you uh, continue, that's interesting. These symptoms are not really related. When you see headache, sinus, and you had gut issue, right? Yeah. So see, it's interesting. Okay, continue. Right. You know, we seem, uh, if, as a, a lay person or even a, 
a Western trained doctor, we don't connect those symptoms. I didn't know that they were connected. I thought they were discreet. So I went to the separate doctors for them, right? I had no idea that it was all, you know, toxicity. It was it, nutritional imbalances. It was blood sugar imbalances. It was hormonal dysregulation. I had no idea that it was all related. And then I, you know, I finally started researching and this was in the 1980s. This was not in the day of the internet. So researching was not easy. And so I, you know, started reading and go to the library and I finally found a solution. And the solution was not where I expected it to be. I was sitting in a gas station waiting for my tires to be rotated. And this man came up to me and I was reading yet another nutrition book. And I think it was the five day allergy relief system or something. And I'm reading this book voraciously and he comes over, he says, oh, are you experiencing some health challenges? And I explained to him, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, we got into this conversation and he told me that I needed to fast. This was in 1985. Yeah, it was in 1985 before the popularity of fasting and intermittent fasting and ketogenic diets and all this. And he told me I needed to fast. And I just proudly proclaimed that, oh, yes, I did a fast. But as soon as I started eating again, he I, I started to feel ill again. And he said, oh, that's because you didn't fast long enough. And I'm like, huh, what is this guy nuts? Like I didn't. Fa I said I fasted for five whole days like this book recommended. And he goes, you, you didn't fast long enough. Here's a card. He gave me a card. He gave me a book to read. And I went off. And I was like curious. So I started, I got the book, Fasting Can Save Your Life. And I started reading about fasting. I started learning about detoxification and liver toxicity and diets that are missing essential nutrients and stress and just all these things that now I practice and teach. And I'm like, wow, it was an eye opener for me. You know, I had just grown up as a normal, you know, kid in a normal environment. And we just went to the doctor every time we had an ache or pain. So I, I actually worked on some of the stuff. I fasted, I cleansed, I changed my diet, I changed my attitude, I changed my lifestyle, and I healed. Like all of those problems that were seemed to be disparate entities were not. They were all connected to my body being out of balance. And that's what I focus on now is getting people's body back in balance, whether it's fertility, whether it's uh, headaches, whether it's gut stuff, it's all a matter of something out of balance in the body. And so that's when I decided to leave my very lucrative career in the computer industry and go back to school. And I tell people I went back to school to learn new hardware and software, because I've always been a diagnostician at heart. I've always been that person who can problem solve. And now I was like, I want to help other people because this was ludicrous that I had to go through all this to just find a solution. Did you study IT those days? Oh yeah, I was. I went. My master's was in computer science. Oh, right? me too. and that was back in the day. Oh, you too, really? Yeah. Back in the day of punch cards. This is how it shows you. No, not not punch card for me, but uh, well, um, I'm a bit younger than you. But uh, yeah, I did my master in Australia about IT, and then I had the same thing. Uh, just get back to health, yeah, uh, science. Yeah, but you you have a chiropractic. Uh, degree how did you end up to go to that, that that's yeah. a great question so it was like okay what do i do i want to go back to school i want to become a doctor so that i can have people come to me and i can help them with these solutions and i looked at medical school and i was 28 at the time maybe i don't remember exactly how old but i was in my late 20s um 
I'm like, oh, I have to go back to school or this. And then I thought they're going to be teaching me stuff that's not in alignment with what I now believe. And I'm going to have to go through and kind of pretend that I believe that giving people drugs is the solution or cutting them open is the solution. So I said, well, what else is there? So I didn't know much about chiropractic, but I knew that where I lived, which was California, chiropractors are licensed as primary care doctors and that we could work with people. And if they needed surgery, I could send them off for surgery. But for the most part, I could help them. And I really got into chiropractic because of their the approach was about balance, right? Balance the nervous system. But I went, well, it's more than the nervous system. It's the nervous system and the endocrine system. And it's the whole system. So I decided to go to mainly because it was six miles away from where I lived. And I didn't have to move. And I had a husband at the time. So I didn't want to leave him him behind or have him have to relocate because he had a good job. So I left and I went back to school. And, and while I was in chiropractic school, I did a, a University of Bridgeport had a remote learning program in nutrition. So I got my master's degree in nutrition on the weekends while I was in chiropractic school during the week. And I graduated and came out with the, you know, the idea that I was going to help people to truly get well and get to the root cause. So how did you, you, you said nutrition, you mean, you mean uh, functional medicine? Because I'm not sure those days. Uh, no, that was pre, I predated functional medicine, but it was a master's degree in nutrition from the University of Bridgeport. And they did a remote, they still, they now they have an online program. But where I learned a lot of the functional medicine was on the weekends again. So when the weekends I wasn't in this master's in nutrition, I was taking Jeffrey Bland had courses like, like crazy and Jonathan Wright and some of the early pioneers in functional medicine is who I really learned a lot of that from. Yeah. Because that's interesting. Can you believe it? I never heard about functional medicine. Uh, just before my uh, having the like fertility issues, I didn't know about any functional medicine, anything. Mm -hmm. I even didn't believe in acupuncture too much or even naturopathy, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I had my struggles and then I started interviewing with people and I said, wow, functional medicine is a great science. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that the, it uh, already existed there <laughs> in mm -hmm. many, many years. But then I said, that's why this science needs more awareness because not everybody knows about it. That's right. That's we right. Are ordinary, like as me, which as an ordinary person that uh, didn't have any clue about health science, I didn't know about this. And I was really suspicious even about the holistic medicine. I was thinking, oh, this is something uh, not working for it. But no, I'm learning about functional medicine and I'm studying it. I just realized, wow, <laughs> this is whole new thing for me. And it's, it's really great. And you don't need to be a doctor <laughs> to help others with the health issues. And uh, then I realized, yes, medical doctors are good for a specific diagnosis. When you have uh, like a specific surgery or a specific thing that needed um, special care. Yeah, yes. like critical care, like emergency exactly. care. Exactly. Yeah. So how, how your medical degree help you for functional medicine? Oh, by providing me with the, the 
how does the body work? The biochemistry, the anatomy, the physiology, the pathophysiology, and what what is the typical approach to a specific condition? So we have plenty of that, right? And the differential diagnosis, how do you really ask the right questions to be able to understand where something's going wrong? Um, that helped me tremendously, right? And that's, again, like I said, I was in computers. So that was just, to me, it was just using different hardware and different software to get at what's wrong when something doesn't work the way it's supposed to. So you're not supposed to get doubling over pain in your stomach after you eat. That's something wrong. Well, what could all those possibilities be? And when you know the anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, everything and how it works, boom, it, it just like clicks. And that's what I teach people in my Nutritional Endocrinology Institute is we, you know, I get all kinds of practitioners coming in. We get medical doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, health coaches, but we even get people who are just educated about their own health. And they're like, so looking for answers that they're ready to learn the science and ready to get to the root cause and become empowered to take charge of their own health. I have a lot of questions from you and I love what we're talking. Yes, then a few seconds break and we come back. Please subscribe to Panta Calhoun Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Thank you for watching. Uh, okay, Rita, let's get back to our topic, how to restore energy and mental focus. Just, just uh, telling you this, a lot of my clients, fertility clients, have these problems. So mm -hmm. this is going to be very interesting for them because they always complain. Uh, they, they don't have enough focus and they don't have enough energy. How, how can you help them? Well, first of all, you have to find out why. My, I'm a big fan of the word why. Three-letter word begins with W, and it's the clue to everything. Like why, why, why? So why do they have those problems? So energy problems can be related to, could be mitochondrial dysfunction. It could be thyroid dysfunction. It could be blood sugar imbalance, which I find a lot of times. It could be dysregulation in their gut, right? Poor microbiome. It could be nutrient imbalances, liver detoxification. So the first thing is to understand why they have low energy. What is the imbalance or imbalances that are causing that? And the same thing with mental focus. It could be any number of those things. What I find a lot of the times is hidden blood sugar imbalances that nobody's ever taught them about. Yeah, I know the American diet um, is not really good option for us, and we have a lot of problem with sugar. You can't believe we don't have sugar at home. It's been a years. It's been years I don't have it. Recently, mm -hmm. my unfortunately my daughter loves chocolate, so I don't know. I I can't deprive her from eating chocolate. Sometimes I give her some prize, but I don't eat chocolate. I try not to. <laughs> and uh, yeah tell me more about your uh, steps uh, of restoring energy and uh, i know that you said uh, you have to do the assessment the mm -hmm. total assessment to see where the root cause is right but, uh, yeah tell me more about this well, I start with I start with asking people a full health history. So what are the symptoms? What other symptoms are going along with this? If you're working with people who have fertility issues and they have no energy, 
you know, there's a, there's a number of things that contribute to fertility issues, right? That also contribute to low energy. So I just ask lots of questions. And then once I've asked a lot of the questions, then I'll determine, uh, I'll look at their labs, generally speaking, that they had gotten from their doctor every year. And there's a lot of hidden nutritional gems in just a standard blood chemistry that most medical doctors aren't trained for. It's more from a functional medicine approach that you look and say, well, the ratio between these two markers is off or your insulin, your or now they don't never test insulin, but let's say your iron is high and your ferritin is low or this and that and the other thing. So we look for what are some of those clues. And then if there's more detailed analysis required, then we'll look at some functional medicine testing, looking at hormones, looking at a mitochondrial function, looking at digestive function, looking at deeper at blood sugar function. Uh, so... Uh, Let's be get uh, more specific. Let's be more specified about um, thyroid because mm -hmm. I know uh, again a lot of people have this problem and they they go to doctor and mm -hmm. they see that is in normal range. The medical doctor usually, <laughs> if they are smart, they said yes, this is normal range, but you are very close to the border. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what is this? Uh, um, ratio, let's say T3, T3, uh, T4, free T3, T4 you get for your blood uh, assessment. So just uh, be more specific. Through that. Yeah, yeah, so specifically, most medical doctors only test TSH. That's just what they're taught. If the TSH is not in the quote unquote normal range, and I'm going to challenge that range, but if it's not in that normal range, then they'll go ahead and test maybe T4 and see if that's out of balance. But here's the thing. The normal range is every, actually the average range, the average of the people that are coming through that lab. And it's not actually optimal. So in a functional medicine approach, we're looking for the optimal range, which is usually much narrower than the quote unquote normal range. So first of all, TSH alone doesn't tell you anything about how the thyroid is functioning. It just tells you that the, the pituitary gland up in your head has to work really hard to get the thyroid to do anything, which might be sluggish thyroid, but it also could be that the pituitary gland, gland is overproducing, that it's not reading the blood signals properly because there's a number of reasons. So with thyroid, I generally recommend a comprehensive test, which would be TSH, total T4, which even fun most functional medicine doctors don't do, but that's what the thyroid's actually producing. So you need to know, because you want to find out where in the chain it's breaking down. Total T4, free T4, free T3. I don't even test reverse T3 unless it's further down, because usually I can guess what the free T3 is going to be based on those. And if I don't get the right answers, I can go back because it's a little more expensive, but also antibodies. And that's where most conventional medical doctors don't even bother with antibodies because they don't know. Yeah, that's the good one. Yeah, tell me about this. They don't know what to do about it. That's different. Oh, your T, okay, your TSH is high. Here's some thyroid, synthroid medicine. And that doesn't get addressed the problem. So if you have, there's all kinds of things. I could spend like two, three hours talking about this. But if you've got the thyroid producing a certain amount of thyroid hormone, <clears throat> it's supposed to, it's, a, it's in a form that's bound to protein. So then it has to be converted to the free form of that hormone and the protein is stripped away. So the free form gets into the cells. Well, the free T4, this very fractional, tiny fraction of the total that's produced. And then the 
T4 has to be converted to T3 because that's what actively activates the cells, gets into the cell receptors. And what happens is if you have, if you look at the labs and you've got a really hefty amount of free T4 and a very small amount, even if they're in the normal range and even if they're in the optimal range, both of them, if the ratio between them, there's a lot more T4 than there is T3, it means that there's an issue with converting from T4 to T3. And that's what most most doctors Wow, that was amazing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, and then the other thing is if there's a lot of total T4, but the free T4 is at lower at the low end of the range, then it means that for some reason, that protein is not able to be stripped away from the hormone. And that can be related to estrogen levels or testosterone levels, right? Elevated or depressed on that. And so we have to look at all of these numbers and get the big picture. So um, when you look at those things, you go, oh, look at that. There's a conversion rule. Well, what are the things? This is, goes back to biochemistry and anatomy, physiology. What are the things that cause the T4 to get converted to T3? What are some of the nutrients that are involved in that diiodinase enzyme is what the uh, enzyme is called in order to convert from T4 to T3. And we look at that and we go, oh, selenium might be involved. Oh, excess cortisol or not enough cortisol. So adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysregulation can be involved. So we have to look at all of those steps. And even if you look at everything and everything looks normal, in terms of thyroid and everything looks optimal in terms of thyroid, you can still have a problem because a person's complaining about constipation, dry skin, their hair's falling out, they have no energy, they're, they're depressed. You go, that's a thyroid problem. If it looks like a thyroid problem, it sounds like a thyroid problem, you have to dig deeper. And so what can happen is the receptors on every cell and every cell in the body has a receptor for thyroid because it controls metabolic rate. So you look and you go, wait a minute, if there's plenty of all this in the blood, why isn't it getting into the cells? And that's something called thyroid receptor resistance. And just like we have insulin resistance that a lot of people have heard of, most people haven't heard of thyroid resistance. So then we have to look at, okay, what are the things that help the, the receptors pick up the thyroid hormone? And how do we figure out what's out of balance with that? Wow, I like that. I mean, the reasoning behind it, it's so interesting. I like that. And um, uh, I have a question. Like somebody who is trying to conceive um, mm -hmm. and they still have thyroid issue, is there any natural way? Because uh, they, they have to take the medication for their thyroid. Is there any natural way they don't take the medication or uh, until they get better and uh, not rely on those medication or? Uh, it's certainly possible. Again, it depends on what the cause of that is, right? If their thyroid has been destroyed, like say they've had radiation or they were exposed to a lot of x-rays and the thyroid has been destroyed, or if there's a lot of those antibodies that have destroyed the tissue and the body can't make the thyroid medication anymore, then most likely not. But for the most part, it depends on the cause. So you identify the cause, you address the cause. And if somebody's on thyroid medication because their TSH is high because the doctor said that, if, if, if it's a T4 to T3 conversion issue, we can work on the adrenals right? We can have people take adaptogens. We can help them change their diet. If they're on gluten and gluten actually cross reacts with the thyroid and can cause the antibody reaction against the thyroid, we get them off of gluten. If they're on a lot of sugar, 
thyroid and and blood sugar are like intimately related. So the insulin dysregulation can cause it. If they have insulin resistance, it can cause thyroid resistance. If they have low um, vitamin A status, and sometimes people have low vitamin A status because they have a, a specific genetic um, uh, a difference, let's just say, we don't call them uh, defects, but difference that they don't convert their beta carotene to vitamin A, they need more. That can cause thyroid receptor resistance, high levels of homocysteine because of a B12, B6, or folate deficiency. So you see that there's no like specific answer like, oh, if somebody has low thyroid, put them on this herb. That's a allopathic approach, a this for that approach. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's why people, so many people never uh, completely healed from thyroid because instead of uh, root cause, they just remove, they try to be healed from the symptoms. But by the time the root cause is there, the symptoms going to get back because you haven't be healed from the symptoms. That's right. Yeah, That's totally right. And I've seen people who had been on thyroid, we had one lady came to our blood sugar balancing program. She was 65 years old. She'd been on thyroid medication till she was 14. She'd been told she had Hashimoto's an autoimmune thyroid condition, and that she would just have to be on this for the rest of her life. She came into our blood sugar balancing program because her blood sugar was creeping up. It was in the 100 and teens, you know, 115 or something. And the doctor said, Oh, you're going to be diabetic soon. Come back in six months and we'll put you on medication for that. And she's like, huh? Like, what are you crazy? So she got into our program and really did the work to get her blood sugar balanced. And guess what? Four months later, not only was she like 75 pounds heavy, uh, lighter than she was, but her Hashimoto's was gone. Wow. And she's been 10 years, 10 years since then. She's still off the thyroid medication. Rita, I've seen this in PCOS uh, patients mm. because they have, they say, oh, I have PCOS and they, they, they are labeled with the PCOS. But th that's so interesting. They may have some underlying issues that uh, this, is, this is not really related to PCOS or any fertility issues and then by removing the <laughs> and that that can be gut issue gut Absolutely. yeah it's so interesting how every pieces of your body related to each other Absolutely. And that's the beauty of functional medicine. Nutritional endocrinology is the what I teach, because we look at how do all these pieces connect with each other. And we have to treat them and work with them, work with somebody to balance them, not in a vacuum, but in a, a place of, okay, what's out of balance and how do they connect to each other? Yeah. Okay, Brito, we have a few minutes left. I just want to go back to your website. What do you have there? And uh, you have a Facebook page. Can you explain? Sure. I, my Facebook page is uh, Dr. You have it flashing across the screen. So Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. And we do, I do posts and I do Facebook lives once a week. And we do various and sundry things there. And on my website, we have some programs that we offer. But the main thing is that we... Um, the goal is to help people balance their bodies and then to teach practitioners how to teach people how to get their bodies in balance, how to do the right lab testing, how to assess, how to get them on the right foods, how to actually guide people to change their diets, which is critical. 
change their diets and their stress levels and all the other good things. Beautiful. Uh, can you uh, show us your book? Oh, my book. It's called Unstoppable Health. Uh -huh. And this is what I want for everybody to I feel unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. And the picture is very, um, it was very, means a lot to me, that picture, because here's a, here's a little twig and the boulder is sitting on top of it. But that bolt, that twig was, that plant was not going to be stopped from growing in spite of the boulder. And that's what I want for people, regardless of how serious your health issues seem to be, there's a, a root and you're likely you can get improvement by addressing your diet, your lifestyle, your sleep, your your attitudes and all of the hormones and all of the uh, organ systems relate to each other. And you can't just treat one thing in a vacuum. Exactly. You can't. You definitely need a lot of uh, ad, I mean, addressing some root cause to see like uh, and that's as I said, that's so interesting. Then you have some symptoms for a long time and you mm -hmm. cannot cure it because that's not the way to cure the symptom. You have to go and find what is related to symptom, what is created that symptom. What's you created say, why? it? Why? Why you why, have why, 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 why? It's my favorite yeah. word. Why? <sighs> yes. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoy this and uh, I really learned so much from you. Thank you Great. so much. You're very welcome.